It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Always good to catch up with uh, Professor Luke O'Neill about things related to vaccines and variants and all that. And it's always good to get you on the end of the line. Luke, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. How's it going? Good, good, good. Um, I'll I'll talk about vaccine rollouts and the importance of of speeding it up and all that in, in a few minutes. But looking at the chaotic and heartbreaking scenes from India, Luke, yeah, that's how bad this can get, isn't it? Oh, it's desperate. For, I mean, it is effectively a, a, a huge natural disaster in many ways. Now, it's, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, the, 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 the scenes are horrifying, aren't they? And no oxygen, people dying. I mean, and obviously it's partly to do with the massive overcrowding, the way people live there, and it's spreading like wildfire, you know? And then and then the uh, level of, uh, of immunity hadn't really built up much in the previous waves. But mm. we are seeing exactly, as you say, how vicious this virus is. If you put this virus into the ideal environment, which is what that is, tragically, you'll see it do an absolute mayhem, won't you? So it's a terrible, terrible mm. imagery to come at us on, the, on our television screen. And they've got one of the biggest vaccine manufacturing industries in the whole world. So it's you, would think, you yeah. would think that they'd, they'd be churning it out. You would, yeah. I mean, that's the strange, the terrible imbalances in that society, isn't a lot of poverty. And you're right that the Serums Institute in India makes truckloads of vaccines all the time. Now, what's happening now, of course, is they're now getting a huge amount of supply in to make loads of vaccine there now to make sure they get the vaccine. Really. If ever a rollout was essential, you have it in that country, haven't you? So there'll be a massive ramping up of their vaccination campaign when they begin. And you saw the images. PG of, of the oxygen being delivered from different places around the world just to keep people alive, basically, you know. Isn't that something very... we take so much for granted, Luke? The supply of, when I read that at the weekend, the supply of oxygen down to an hour in a major hospital in a major city, yeah. I thought, how the hell does that happen? And it's horrible. It's horrible to die because they're, they're suffocating those patients effectively, you know, and if, if that oxygen, they would live. I mean, it's a really horrible thing, isn't it? So, as I say, it's like a natural disaster, isn't it? And now the world is rolling in behind, of course. I'm mm. seeing the EU and the US respond and all the rest of it. But, but you're quite right. If anybody ever had any doubts that this wasn't a very serious disease, which was, remember, people were saying that for months. Yes. There, there you have the evidence, you know. Yes, what it can do when it runs, when it yep. runs wild in a community like that. Now, of course, India is in the news for other reasons too, Luke, because what's the story with an actual Indian variant? Do we know if one exists we do, yeah. There's loads of variants cropping up all the time. Remember, because as we know, every time this virus copies itself, 
there's a risk of a new variant, you know. And it is running rampant in that country and more and more people infected. So more chances for the virus to change then, you know. And in one particular variant they've looked at, it's not still a variant of concern. So it's not the, the, the most serious type of variant yet, you know. But they're examining it. It's got a variant of interest, is what they call it. Instead, what do they know? mean when they say that? Because I've seen that term in a few, a few newspapers. What does that mean? Yeah, of interest means it might be troublesome, but we've no evidence yet, you know. So in other words, the scientists are examining that variant to see if it's able to spread more. It looks like it can spread more. Mm. A bit like the UK variant, that's one thing, you know. Mm. And then the second thing is, will it cause more disease or will it dodge the vaccine? Those sorts of questions. At the moment, it doesn't look too bad, actually. Like It's not as as severe as, say, the Brazilian one, they think, you know. Mm. But again, it's a work in progress to try to figure out what what exactly that variant can do. the, 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 the nightmare scenario, of course, Luke, is is the one, the variant that comes that is vaccine resistant. Like, what is the real scientific possibility of that happening, that a, a variant will come from somewhere that none of the vaccines we now have will, will have any effect on it? Yeah, it's unlikely. It's unlikely. Even though the vaccine mightn't be as strong against the variant because obviously the vaccine is a previous form you know it, it, it won't be identical obviously but it'll be slightly different but it probably will protect against severe disease is the idea because you will have some immunity you know against uh, any variant because mm. they are similar like the variant is, is different but it's not hugely different you know so, so in other words we're, we're more confident actually that the current vaccines you may still get infected with the variants because the immune system isn't quite as good you know mm. but it will be sufficient to stop it developing into severe disease. That's the current view, but again, mm. it's a bit of an unknown. So it's something that we still wonder about. But so there was a great study last week which we did where, where the Johnson and Johnson vaccine gave good protection against the South African variant, you know, for mm. instance, even though it was to the previous variant. So again, we're getting more evidence to suggest that the vaccines should give protection against severe disease. Mm. Do you can we break down a small little bit of, of science in, into plain man's English, Luke? That in terms of when you are vaccinated, a vaccine, am I right in saying here now, and correct me if I'm wrong, a vaccine doesn't stop you getting COVID. It stops you getting sick. And we hope that it stops you spreading when you when COVID is in your body. Am I right in that statement? That's, that's exactly it. You, you, make, you, you don't make a vaccine to stop you getting the sniffles, you know? You make a vaccine to stop you developing severe disease is the real idea here. And so, therefore, all the vaccines do that. I mean, you know, we often hear, oh, this one's 95% and that one's yeah. 70 and so on. That, that doesn't really count that number. That just means risk of infection, you see. What really counts is stopping you ending up in hospital and getting really ill. And all the vaccines protect massively against that, which is great, you know. Now, some might actually stop you getting infected if they're really powerful, you know. But there's always a risk of the virus still getting into your nose uh, mm. even though you have the vaccine and it might grow there a bit you see because obviously the immune system might not have got to your nose is the idea but it certainly protects you from from when it's in your lungs your immune system really beats it up and stops it spreading you know mm. so it is a good point yeah the main the main job of vaccines is to stop severe disease and illness really how important is it to get people fully vaccinated compared to like if we got through the whole adult population with at least one dose of yeah. a vaccine like how is, is that as good as or better than waiting for everyone to be fully vaccinated because that's that's quite a slow program but if we had every every adult that wanted a vaccine could get one by the end of june yeah how how, how important would that be to have one dose in everybody it's very important. That, that's a great goal, PJ, in many ways, because that means everybody's now protected up to a certain level, you see, and then, and then the, whole, the whole herd benefits, in a way, using the phrase herd immunity, in a way, you know. So that's right. A single shot 
will give you substantial protection, you see. And that's why we're pressing for the spacing out to be longer, that that makes sense in that situation, you see, mm. especially in an emergency. Because now loads of people are now protected, you see. So therefore, the, the level of severe disease will definitely go down, you know. Now, the second shot is still important because that will make it a durable response mm. that might last in your body for months and months and months. So that's the main reason for the second shot, actually, is to give you long-term protection. But there's no harm in having three, four, or five months protection anyway. And mm. everybody is the idea, you know, and then that, that will have big benefits. And so therefore, in some countries, like the UK, they spread out the two shots because they knew this. Let's get as many people as possible protected up to a certain level, and that will, have, that will show benefits. And indeed, the evidence suggests that's the case, you see. So, so yes, you're right. I mean, a single shot more widely used make makes sense. Mm. Now, there seems to be an amount of hesitancy, and there's an independent Irish independent report today saying that younger people are quite hesitant about the vaccine. Vaccine hesitancy is a problem, isn't it? It, it is, but on the other hand, PG, you've never seen such a frenzy for vaccines anywhere. I mean, everybody who's worked on vaccines over the years, there can be hesitancy across the board and you're trying to encourage people to bring their kids to their GP and stuff, you know. But have you ever seen the like of it? I mean, people are queuing up, aren't they? You know, and they're demanding certain vaccines over others. And they're complaining if they're given one and not another, this kind of thing, which is understandable, by the way. People are frustrated for mm. various reasons, they understand. But now, overall, there seems to be a very high level of compliance, in not just in Ireland, but across the world. I guess it's because it's so serious. Now, mm. now of course, young people might be different because they're not at risk of disease, you see. We know they're low risk, and they themselves know there's a low risk of disease as well, you see. So, uh, so again, with those, young, with those younger people, there may well be hesitancy. And I think we're going to move on now trying to convince young people, really, to, to, to roll up and take the vaccine. That'll be our next challenge, in a way. Mm-hmm. Again, you hear so much talk, and if you open up, and it's a dangerous place to get anything, but if you open up your social media, you'll hear any kind of rumour about this side effect and that side effect. For example, someone on the phone genuinely worried um, hearing that the vaccines can cause infertility in young women. Yeah, no evidence for that. That was spread by um, anti-vaxxers. They, they targeted young women to make them worried, basically, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's no evidence of any kind that vaccines cause infertility or will harm a developing baby or anything like that. Not, nothing to worry about there at all. And in a person with epilepsy that it could trigger massive seizures, another rumour. Another rumour. Yeah, what's, what's good, Peter, is that these vaccines have now been in hundreds and hundreds and millions of people. And they keep a very close eye on anything untoward, you know. And then they saw these rare clots. That was a good success story in a way. Because those rare clots were spotted. They could be dealt with. Very, very rare, which is fantastic, you know, because uh, it's so rare. And, and, and it can be treated, actually, last week. The first person to have a rare clot from the AstraZeneca was treated and they were fine, you know. Uh, but no, there's nothing to worry about. Obviously, early on, there was evidence of allergic reaction, which could turn into something like epilepsy or a severe allergic type thing, you know. But again, that, that can now be managed and, and it's extremely rare. So again, not, nothing to worry about there. Mm. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Getting back to the developing countries, because look, we're here in Northern Europe and our vaccines will come. And we know they will. It might be slower than we like, but we know they'll come. But there are millions and millions of people in the developing world. And until they're all vaccinated, this thing will never go away. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And again, there's two reasons to do that. One is to help people in those countries. Because remember, there's still loads of vulnerable people who are older or healthcare workers in India being a great example for instance. You know, so so we have to get the vaccine out to all these developing countries just to help those people. Mm. And and then secondly then to stop the variants, because every time every time the virus divides there's a risk of a variant. So again, we've got to stop it dividing all over the world, just as much as we stop it dividing here, you see. And, and there's a big campaign. Remember, the COVAX campaign is designed to provide the vaccine to developing countries. So we, we, we will see that happening. What would, work fast, what would work faster, wouldn't it be, would be to allow uh, the intellectual property to be dropped so that you could just, yeah. just literally churn the stuff out in every factory in the world. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's starting to happen, PJ, by the way. Provi- in fact, for India now, the big pharma companies are providing all the ingredients into India to them to make the vaccine, you see. So, so one solution would be to have local manufacturing in different parts of the world and let, it, let them do it. You wouldn't normally see that, you see, because companies are, can be very cautious about these things. Yeah. But in this situation, they're moving towards that to loosen up some of the the patenting and so on, and let yeah. these countries make their own supply of vaccines. As we mentioned, I mean, the size of the manufacturing industry, the vaccine manufacturing business in India, is so huge yeah. that if they could make their own, my goodness, they'd solve it. That, that's right, that's right, precisely. Which is what's going to happen, watch. I mean, the Indians themselves are in bits, in a sense, when they see this happening, you know. And they, as you say, they've got the biggest vaccine factories in the world are in India, so it's a strange paradox in a way, isn't it? Yeah. But now you'll see a massive ramping up of vaccine production there to get it out as quickly as possible. Where are we going with regard to lateral test, lateral flow testing or antigen testing uh, as we try to reopen? How important yeah. is it? Like I was listening to a program in the UK, Luke, the other day where, and I heard an ad, and unless I've misinterpreted the ad, if you have something coming up where you might need to get tested for, you can go to your local NHS health centre and get tests free. Yeah, yeah, free. That's right. Yeah. Well, the UK have massively ramped up testing, PG, and in fact, they're, they're giving out tests to every household, which is one way to deal with this, and that every house have 10 or 20 tests in the hall before you go out, you test yourself, you know, and if you're positive, you stay home. It's obvious. It's and how reliable are those? They've got more, yeah, they are reliable. I mean, again, there was a lot of to and fro you know, a few months ago. Are they reliable? Yeah, either is there a false positive or a false negative? All those kinds of questions came up, you know. And then the EU got behind them. And, the e- and if you look at the website, you'll see, if you search for this, the EU, you'll see accredited tests, you see, so that they're reliable, you know. And again, our own, our own country, Mark Ferguson, he's the head of Science Foundation Ireland. He chaired a huge big committee, produced a big report. It was about two weeks ago to say, please get these tests out, you know. And now the plan is to do pilot schemes. They're going to take their time as usual, but there will be a few couple of pilot schemes. 
they're going to do it in universities and schools initially, you see. So there's no doubt we're moving in that direction. And that's a really good thing. Are you a little frustrated, Luke, with the speed of the rollout here and the availability of supply? I think we're doing, on the vaccine front, Peter, we're not doing too bad. I'd say. And remember, we're getting great numbers at the moment. And then day by day, the numbers go up, you see, and, and we can now project into the future. And let's hope uh, that the key number, remember, is 80% of our adult population having at least one shot by, by, by the end of June, the team shock said, didn't he? So that's a reasonable goal, you see. And I think we can achieve that. So I don't think it's too bad. I mean, some countries went really, like Israel is the gold standard in a way. They were very rapid, weren't they? they got, they're now fully vaccinated. And mm. in fact, what struck me, Peter, was two weeks ago, they've now announced they're exiting the pandemic, which is a great phrase, isn't it? And, and that's because of the vaccination. They effectively have herd immunity over there now. They, they have. They look like it. Yeah, the numbers look spectacular there now. I mean, all the cases are right down, hospitalizations. They're fully open almost in Israel now because of vaccination. Mm. And again, we're getting the evidence, and you and I have talked with this before, the, the, un, the imponderable with regard to a vaccine is, does it stop you being infective rather than infected? Yeah. And the the numbers there are very promising. They are, yeah. And again, what's happening is we're analysing all these countries closely. Uh, Israel, the UK and the US, of course, are ahead of everybody. So, And there's evidence now that the vaccine stops spread. And getting back to our previous thing, you might still get a tiny bit of infection, you know, but it won't spread to someone else is the idea here. And again, the evidence for that grows and grows. And that's great news, PJ, because that means the virus is on the run. Oh yeah, it can't spread anymore. You know, when, when, when you and I go. first spoke about this a few months ago, it generally was an imponderable, and we didn't know until it went out there. Right. The number, but the numbers are coming back exactly as you'd want them. Another call, Luke. I've had chemotherapy recently. I'm worried about getting vaccines. Yeah, again, I wouldn't. I mean, anybody any concerns? And obviously, people will have lots of different medical conditions. Just check with your GP or the vaccinator when you go for the vaccine. Just double check, you see. And the GPs are a great source of comfort to people, you know, because you, tr- you can trust your GP. You can say, look, I've had, and they'll know your medical record, hopefully, and they'll, they'll reassure you. And with chemo, no, there's no reason if you've had chemo not to get the vaccine. And it's very important to say, look, you're at high risk of, of, of a disease if you've yes. had chemo, you see. Because your and immune that, that system outweighs, is banjaxed. Exactly. And that outweighs any risk from the vaccine, you see. So, and again, it's with that the clotting thing was over lots of times. You know, the, the risk from this disease in your 60s far exceeds any risk of getting a clot. So the advice is to take the vaccine. You've got to weigh up the risks in a way. You know, it's a tricky thing to do, but, but it's important to get that message out. Okay. Well, I don't think, Luke, when we first spoke uh, about a year ago with regard to this did you foresee we would still be in the middle of it? Did you think we'd get out of it faster? Or yeah. how confident are you that this time next year we can talk about COVID-19 as an item of our history? Well, by God, I hope so, Pete, don't you? That's how we're talking. you got to ask me on to talk about something else at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I promise I will. I promise. We'll talk um, about, we'll talk about the shambolics or the metabolics. <laughs> exactly. Well, any, anything. Anything will do with this. <laughs> um, oh, no, listen. I mean, we have to be very confident. And we can see it now, can't we? I mean, uh, certainly the next two or three months, it will get better and better, no doubt, you know, uh, simply because of this fantastic vaccination campaign that we've been discussing, you see. I didn't think we'd be still in the thick of it, in a sense, a year on, though. I thought, but then we didn't know, did we? We didn't know what was going to happen. So so I, I think it's a bit of a surprise. It's still dominant in all our minds, isn't it? You know, but all, we're all looking for respite, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. This. People but are getting very sick and tired of it. Oh, now. God. And so no more than anybody, I mean, I work on it, but 
not too bad for him taking in front of my job, you know. But imagine most people going, oh, this not again, you know. But then the fact is, the stories keep coming, don't they? So, something new keeps coming with this damn thing, doesn't it? I mean, the, the clotting incident was the big one lately, and then the AstraZeneca and so on. Our next discussion, PG, with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, watch. You know, that, that with the, today, hopefully, or tomorrow, they'll release that. Do you think they will? Oh, they, well, they have to. Yeah, yeah, I think they, they must. It'll be interesting. Let's see what they might put mm. some restri- restrictions on it. What do you expect? I mean, like, what, what do you expect Nyack will do? I, I suspect they'll say over 50s, maybe something. They might restrict it with the age. In other words, based on risk again. You know, they'll say that let's go down through the ages. But I'd be very surprised if they don't let it in the over 50s, which is what we need. It's 600,000 doses, and it's a single shot, remember. Mm. That will, that, in fact, that vaccine, Pete, to give you an idea, that will protect 15% of the Irish adults if we deploy all those vaccines. Isn't that great? This is a good number, you know. <laughs> So and what level, again, again, you said it to me before, so I'm kind of asking a question you've already answered. Is it two weeks after that, Johnson & Johnson then, yeah. you, 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 the chances of you getting in any way seriously ill are, what, very small? Very, very small. That's right. I mean, they, they put, yeah, I mean you get, the immune system has to get going, obviously. So the vaccine goes into your body. And that takes a bit of time then to get the immune system trained. You know, two to three weeks will be typical for any vaccine, really. You know, I think with Johnson and Johnson, yeah, probably two weeks after. Now your immune system is all the players are on the field, if you like, you know, and they're good to go. So that's the way to think of it. And, and of course, the people, the people clamoring for that one because it's a single shot, isn't it? You know, if you wait for the second shot and then another two weeks, you see. So I heard a lot of people big. talking about um, of late some vaccinators who were giving out AstraZeneca. Now, before they put the limits on it, because I know one young person who works in a pharmacy, they got an AstraZeneca. And I was impressed with what the vaccinator told them. They said, look, you might feel ropey tonight yeah. and tomorrow. You might get chills and shivers and feel like you've got the flu. Someone else told me that they felt like they had the worst hangover of their adult yeah. life. But is it true that that is just your immune system going, right. hey, what the hell is this? And then ease off, lads, it's friendly fire. Precisely. If, if you feel a bit rough, that means that the, the players are on the fields, basically. It means your immune system is now doing its job, in a way. Because those symptoms are coming off your immune system, interestingly, you see. So, so in, other, in other words, if you feel a bit groggy, a bit flippy, that's a good thing. Now, obviously, if you feel really bad, bring up your GP, mm. because obviously you never know. You could have some underlying condition again, and maybe... you know, mm. you But shiv- that, that, shiv- that might, shivery and horrible, like you're breeding the flu... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and, and take take a Panadol, a Paracetamol, that, that can relieve, as if, you've, as if you have a cold or a flu, remember. And then the famous one, Peter, take a glass of Flat 7 up as your only man. Ah, sure, like, listen. Yeah, well, you see, no, no, in Luke, Luke in Cork, we use Flat Tenora. Oh, of course you do, I beg your pardon. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's much more effective. Prove it to listen, we'll, we'll talk again. Thank you, as always, for your time. Uh, that's, um, oh, hold on, is there one more? Uh, is there one more? There, yeah, paracetamol will help. That, that's been answered. Thank you very much, uh, Professor Luke O'Neill. Courts 96 FM.